With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ms. Richardson, this is David Webb with the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center in Dayton, Ohio, reaching out to you. Hi, it's Kamaria. How are you? Hi, how are you? How are you? Good, good. Welcome for being on the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show this evening. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'll give a formal uh, introduction that this evening we are talking to Mr. David Webb, the president and CEO at the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center in Dayton, Ohio. So I'm so glad we're connected. I've been listening to some funk music today. <laughs> oh, you got to be funky. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's good because when the, back in the day, music is music, and that's how uh, how we vibe back in the '60s and '70s because that's when everyone played the instruments. There was no sampling at that time. Exactly. So, tell us about um, about the Funk Center. I mean, what's the vision and the mission and the purpose? And tell us all about it and how the whole concept came to be. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. My name is David Webb. I'm the president and CEO of the Funk Musical Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center in Dayton, Ohio, a.k.a. the Funk Center. One of our goals and mission is to educate our public's knowledge in the history of funk music on the one, as James Brown says, the genre of funk music collective of soul and rhythm gear for our young people, generation Y, Z, X, millennials, the baby boomers, they need to know about funk music because that's when music was very important. See, when I was coming up, Music was a big part of schools, and now they're taking music out of schools. That's why the Funk Music Hall of Fame Exhibition Center is determined to be a community-based organization, a 501c3 organization, so we can put music back in the schools for young people because this is very important. But when we start doing this, uh, our mission and vision, uh, we wanted to make sure that the funk stars are being recognized from across the world and in the United States. Because when we were growing up, music was music, and it was very beautiful music when people made. From the George Clinton, uh, you know, the godfather of uh, soul, he's the first funk person, James Brown. How music, you know, transformed from there to the Ohio players and different funk groups. But funk, we, we was on a mission to house and maintain funk memorabilia where the public, especially the children, can be educated about the history of funk music. That was our big, big mission. So we've been doing this a little bit over 10 years. We have 65 people nationwide who volunteer their time on sweat equity. No one gets paid for this nonprofit. So we, our first thing we had was when we first started, we w was with the uh, Dayton Metro Library, and our, one of our people was a big supporter fan was Tim Cambich, he was the director of Dayton Metro Library, followed by one of his assistants, Jane Close. As a matter of fact, Jane is on our board. They seen the vision and mission. They offered us an opportunity space. This is back in 2016. From there, we grew. We went from there to downtown Dayton, where we, we had over uh, five, 6,000 square feet of, uh, of uh, uh, building that was so elegantly done where we put our time and effort in getting this done. But think about this. It was sweat equity. No one was getting paid. 
I use my own um, uh, retirement money to put into the Funk Center. So after that, new developers came in. It was a guy named Scott Gibson who gave us an opportunity down there. New developers came in from Columbus, Ohio. You know, they didn't see the vision at the time of mission, so we had to, we had to uh, leave the, um, that area, and now we're looking for another space. But one thing I, I say to everybody, we, since we left that space, we haven't closed. We're, we're doing stuff in schools. We're taking stuff on trips. Uh, we take uh, memorabilia to uh, different schools. Uh, we're making sure that people can see the artifacts and memorabilia of these funk stars from across the country and around the world, and that's what we're doing now. We have a successful television show that you can go on YouTube and punch in The Funk Center, all one word. It's The Funk Chronicles. Subscribe to that. We're doing a lot of swag we have. God is blessing us to keep forward and moving forward. It's all about our community base, and that's what we're doing now. So this is definitely, this has been a labor of love for you. Yes, it has. How, why is it so important to you? Well, back in the day, a lot of funk stars, when I was a little boy, I started in in the business at 15 years old. I was uh, stage managing, uh, you know, uh, learning the ropes about business. And I always tell young people, get the business of music, learn music, learn about what's going on, learn about that. You can go to any bookstore to get a library, read about the business of music so you can learn about it. So I learned from there. I learned from good professionals, but I listened to these gentlemen's stories. Some of these guys were hurt because there was no uh, mention of funk music. There was no mention of them, uh, being a part of something because they have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And a lot of those, I say, let's be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The key word is rock and roll. That's why we have the Funk Music Hall because we want to recognize them. Now, some of these guys out there, if they have all that much energy to want to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if they put their energy to the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center, this will be one of the biggest museums in across America and around the world. We have even people come in from Europe, Japan, China, Australia, Africa, South America, Mexico. We even have family came in from Alaska just to come to the Funk Center. This is what they, they told us. And the people come in on our tours. They do tours. They go to Prince, you know, in Minneapolis. They go to Motown. They come to the Funk Center in Dayton, Ohio. They go to Stax in Tennessee. And they go down to uh, Alabama to see the Commodores uh, Museum. I mean, it's 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 amazing. So this is a like I said, a labor of love for the organization. And I don't take the credit. I don't take the credit. I'm just a conductor driving the train. A lot of these volunteer people jump in there and they do a lot. And that's why I'm happy to be a part of this organization. Wow. And then what kind of exhibits uh, do you have? Oh, okay. Let's let's go down. Let's go down a little memory lane here. Let's go. We have some Ohio players exhibits: uh, Zap, uh, Lakeside, Fazo, um, Heatwave. I uh, mean, Slave. You, we some of the dating groups. We have uh, some Sly Stone stuff. I mean, it's just different artifacts and memorabilia. We over have over fifteen hundred pieces that that we were displaying at the time. One of the things people forget about this, and they're not funk, but we try to I get some funk people uh, in in our uh, 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 
exhibits that who might not be funk, but they are from Dayton, Ohio, like the great C.C. Penniston. She's from Dayton, Ohio, and a lot of other people. Dayton, Ohio has something special. The great Marshall Jones of the Ohio Players, the gentleman used to wear the turban on his hat to play the basic guitar, he asked this question, why is Dayton, Ohio so funky? So he, it was on one of our shows, he said, God stuck his foot in the Miami Valley, that means Dayton, Ohio, the sweat off of God's feet ran into the water. That's why they said something in the water. So a lot of people drink the water out of Dayton, Ohio. That's when they become funky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, wow, that is great. And, and so where are you now on finding this new location? That's a great way question. We are diligently working. We ask people to go to our website, thefunkcenter.org, thefunkcenter, all one word, .org. They can donate. So we're, we're still looking. We're still looking. We're, we, we're, we're looking. We're asking people to donate $20 a month. If everyone in your studio audience, everyone in the United States, if they donate $2, we can build the Funk Center tomorrow. We have a group out of New York called the Tesla Group who designed the functioner, it's ready to go. And these gentlemen seen the vision. They, they, they tasted the vision. They seen what I was talking about. They felt me, and they want to make this happen. So we are ready to move on it. If we can raise enough money and capital, we are ready to move and build tomorrow. Hmm. Now, give us some funk history. How did funk music, uh, how did it start? And what started? It's so different. We look at our great, great the, the, the great person of James Brown. James Brown started funk and from 1965. You know, listen to Papa Got a Brand New Bag and, you know, Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. And then from there, it was, it was like an R&B that changed into funk and on the one. Because funk is on the one and the three and the beat, okay? And so what happened was from there, you had people like the Ohio Players took it there from Funky Worm. And from there, all other groups jumped in, jumped in from there. But yeah, like I said, James Brown started the funk movement. Always on the one, as James says. And then from there, Bootsy Collins met up with George Clinton, you know, and we started getting on the one. And then a lot of other groups came into effect. But funk music is worldwide. There's no there's no color barrier with funk music. It can be blue eyes soul funk. You know, Blue Eyes Soul is, you know, they have white gentlemen who play in funk music from the average white bands, you know, stuff like that. You know, Holland Oates, there's always Blue Eyes Soul or Blue Eyes Funk. Music does, does not have no color. It's always black and white on the keys. But if you put, spread your hands together and you push down, that's making music in harmony. Mm. And what do you want the children to know about, about the funk music? That's a great question. Thank you. One of the things I always tell the young people who are listening to me, it is good to sample, but sampling doesn't make you great. When we were coming up in school, we had to learn how to play an instrument. It stimulates your mind, heart, soul, and body. And it's all good for math, reading. That's a big thing. Now, you sampling someone else's music, you're giving them the credit. But if you play your own music, you can say, this is my song. This is what I'm doing. You know, Dayton, Ohio is the most sampled city in America that rappers sample the beats out of Dayton, Ohio. Tremendous rappers sample the beat. They always say Dayton, Ohio is the funk capital of the world, and that's we are. And we're the most sampled city in America that rappers sample the beat of Dayton. Mm. 
and found. Wow, that is amazing. Now, I never even knew that Dayton was the funk capital of the world until I, I started talking to you. What makes it the funk capital? Well, Dayton has so many groups out of it. So it's over 15 major groups out of Dayton, Ohio. Well, Dayton, Ohio is a small, medium-sized city. But think about this. Dayton, Ohio has more actors, actresses, baseball players, athletes. You just name it. You'd be surprised that Dayton, for a small, medium-sized city, is big. Everybody remembers the Wright brothers. You remember the Wright brothers, right? Right. You know, they, 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 uh, they, they discovered the airplane, right? You heard of Charles right. Kettering, right? You heard of Paul Lawrence Dunbar. These are innovators out of Dayton, Ohio. A lot of people didn't know that. Did you? A lot of people in your audience might not know that. Dayton, Ohio, at one time, was the patent capital of the world in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and early 70s. Dayton, Ohio is an industry town. But like I said, something about that water, when you're born in Dayton and taste it, you are rich in music history, funk history, innovative history, Dayton is huge for everything. I had no clue. <laughs> no clue. Like I always tell people, education is the key. Education is the key. Wow. And, you know, I'm really um, uh, hoping and, you know, and, and just putting this, this good energy out there forward that uh, you continue to grow. Because as I was listening, you know, to some of the music today, you know, it's music that takes you back. And, you know, when life was uh, so much, in a certain, in certain terms, so much simpler uh, than it is, is today when music was good and you were always flowing and there was always something good and clean on the radio. <laughs> Yeah, there was no cussing. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Rappers are rappers. They have their own thing. I get it. I understand. That's their art form. But anytime you start degrading a woman, calling them B's and different names and H's and different things, then you're losing the mission and vision of a song. You know, because I remember when I was coming up, romance was song. Loving a woman was a song. A woman loved talking about a man. It was a song, you know, you know, you, it was fun. It was fun. It was loving. And you could dance to that thing. That was romantic. Now they don't, people don't dance like they used to no more. The one thing I like to do, I do urban ballroom dancing. I love that urban ballroom dancing and stepping because that's when you can dance together with a couple and have fun. And it, it meant something when you can take your lady out and hold her by her hand and show her love and affection. And that's, 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 that's what I like about music. Right, good. And and like you said, music does transforms. I mean, it just it, it it's transformational because uh, it it does it's over it's over color and uh, gender, and it's just something you know you immediately feel it, and you can move to it, and you can enjoy it, and you can have a conversation about it, as well as oh yes, dance. yes, yes. And we don't have, you know, we don't yes. have that um, today. Well, well, what we have is so much, <laughs> so different. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. 
Oh yes, you, you know, the, the, well, like I said, when I was coming up, when I was coming up in the seventies, music was good. You see, I, I listened to all music, white, black, country, soul, you name it. See, I grew up with the group Chicago, Earth, Wind, and Fire. You listen to stuff like that. You know, the Barcades back in the day. You know, listen to Don Cornelius and Soul Train in the early seventies. I mean, that's when the music, when the Jackson Fives had an afro. You know, <laughs> so you know, and I listened to the group called the Osmond Brothers. They sing one bad apple don't spoil a whole bunch girl. You know, that was music to me. And, you know, and music was a big thing. And every band that, that came up in the Dayton, Ohio area and even the surrounding areas, they called, was called garage bands. Everybody played in a garage or a basement because everybody wanted to make it big because, you know, it was really music companies were big. Now music companies don't have too much like they used to. Everybody's consolidating and getting away. But well, let me go back to something uh, earlier that I forgot to, to mention. I did a TED Talk. Uh, if, you, if your audience wants to know a little more about me, I did a TED Talk. Look up David Webb, TED Talk, Dayton. David Webb, TEDx Dayton. I did a TED Talk on how the arts and funk music influenced my life at 13 years old where my teacher told me that I would never learn. She said I could never play history. She said, she said I was too uncoordinated. But she gave me a flute if I one of those plastic flutes because I wanted to play the drums because the drums meant something to me. So that whole summer I went home and practiced and practiced and practiced. And I went back and showed her I could play the drums and I could keep it on the one and keep it in the pocket. And after that, my career took off. And so that's what, that's what I'm excited about. And it's so important for the children. You know, they've, they've taken a lot of music education out of the classrooms. And I know that studies have showed that, you know, once you learn music, then you, your math improves and your reading. And so it's you know, a direct correlation with education. I talked about that on my TED Talk, how the arts and funk music, you know, influenced my life and how the president's arts and humanities commenced the study to examine the impact and why and how young people like myself at 13 years old was changed due to their art experience. Evidence demonstrates that children with a high level of art participation outperform art poor students by virtually every measure. This study Champion of change makes most evidence that learning the arts help develop habits that will support other disciplinaries, and it can often reach at-risk students with other disciplinaries can. The arts provide the young people with authentic learning experience that engage their minds, hearts, and bodies. Art participation helps students learn. It enhances creativity, self-discipline, and the skills and confidence necessary to meet the challenges and endeavors during life. That's what I was talking about on my TED Talk. That's important. Absolutely. You know, I did. I was on, you know, YouTube uh, today and listening to the music and uh, you spoke to it was the mayor and uh, a couple of um, distinguished, extinguished guests. Uh, I didn't get that out right, but uh, the city commission. Yes. Yes. City commission. Yes. And I was, you know, struck by, um, as you're saying, you know, you're looking for a new center. There was so much um, respect and love and admiration for the work that you uh, were doing in getting the center started. Uh, I think almost every one of them had something to say about how important music is or how important uh, funk music is and what it meant to the community. And I was really struck by that. 
Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know, you know, you know, it's so interesting. You know, everyone has their different uh, agendas, what they want to do, but I, I'm still determined to make this happen again, you know. And uh, so you know, also I, I got a chance to speak in front of the state of Ohio Senate, Senate president, and I talked about um, that it was 131st um, uh, Congress of the state of Ohio. I got a chance to speak up there, too, is another video of that. But I, I'm, I'm there promoting the music, and, and you know, it, it is hard. It is hard. It is hard. But I am determined to make this happen. And, you know, we since we don't have a building, but we are still out there. We are still, people can buy swag. We, are, we still go to colleges. I teach it, teach it uh, and teach front classes at different colleges, and we do seminars. Also, too, in one of the things coming up on September the 24th, 25th, and 26th, we are partnershiping with the garage chair, Dr. Sharon Grotto of the University of Dayton Music Department. We're doing a funk symposium coming up, and you can go to our, you'll learn a lot of, if you go to our, our Facebook page, our Twitter, you'll get a chance to see everything's the funk center, all one word. And we're going to do something with them. Also, too, we're doing our first induction ceremony, our first class. Of, uh, of the Funk Center, the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center. It will be James Brown, be inducted first. Then right after that, it will be the Ohio Players from Westbound Records to Mercury Records, Ohio Players. Then George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic will be uh, our first uh, induction ceremonies or our first class. And then that 26th of September, we're doing the uh, Dayton Philharmonic is doing a funk series, Dayton Funk Series, uh, that same uh, week. It's going to be a three-day event. It's going to be a big in Dayton. You'll be getting uh, stuff out to people, and the newscast will see it. You guys will have a, a copy of what's going on so you can post it. This is huge for the Miami Valley, Dayton, and the world. Funk music is coming back and coming back strong. That is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Congratulations. Now, how did you um, receive some of the memorabilia? I can hear you too well. You just come to your microphone just a little closer, please. Oh, how did you receive some of the memorabilia? Well, that's a great question. A lot of me uh, speaking to a lot of the artists, going out and visiting them, talking to them, making them feel comfortable. You see, one of the things is we want to make sure that we're not selling no one art, no memorabilia or uh, selling the artifacts. No, that's part of the organization. And what we do is we, we, we take this and we, we have it in a secret location. We have people coming. We coming to see stuff. We want to make sure everything is delicately done because these is these gentlemen and ladies, their livelihood. They donated to the Funk Center. And once they donated to us, we're taking care of this. Because this these artifacts and memorabilia will go from generations to generations. So people can be comfortable, they can see what's going on, they see history. Because funk music is so beautiful the way it's put together. And we want we want people who want to donate, people donate magazines, newspaper articles clothing that someone wore. And so we, we, we take it also, album covers, 45s, cassette tapes, you know, back in the day. So we, we want people to be a part of this. They donated to the center. That's important. That is important. And, and, and David, how can people get in contact with you? That's a great question. You can go to our, we have an email address. It's info at thefunkcenter.org. That's info at the funk center 
dot org. When they, we spell it, you know, info and and funk the functioners t h e f u n k c e n t e r dot o r g. So uh, people under because di- different countries spell center a different kind of way. Then you can go to our website, the funk www dot the funkcenter.org, that's our website. If you want to go on social media pages from YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, every one word, The Funk Center, and then our whole name will come up, The Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center, and be a part of history. Like our page, subscribe to our stuff, see what's going on. We have a great television show in a three or four state region, and that's very important. We want to let people know we are doing this, and we, with your help, we can keep it going. Well, I am holding uh, this candle forward for you because uh, I do think that what you're doing is so important, and uh, young people. Thank you so much. You know, they would just be amazed listening to. Uh, if they could listen to some funk, they would go, you know what? So-and-so, you know, I've, I've heard that before because their favorite artist has probably sampled it. Was sampled by, yeah, they might sample a lot of funk artists. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, Mr. David Webb, thank you so much for being on the Stroke Diva Fabulous radio show and sharing the vision. And- I'm very, I'm very, I'm very honored. Can I just say this? Let me say this before I go. Okay. Yeah. I always tell people this. You know, you know, Ohio is the heart of it all for funk music, and Dayton, Ohio, is the nerve center of funk. Music is harmony. Harmony is music. Harmony is the strength and support of all institutions, especially this funk music, the empowerment of education in your life and minds. And you can reach us or call us at 937-837-4441. One more time, if you want to reach us, my phone is 937-837-4441. Thank you, Diva. Oh, thank you so much. Now, Talk Shoe is live and recorded. And uh, once we finish, it will upload and I will post this on social media, Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all those wonderful uh, social yeah, media tag us, tag us in it. Tag us in it. Tag us in it. Tag us in it. All, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. Tag us in it. Everything's the function. And you can tag us in it. Okay. Yes, because uh, we definitely have to get the word out because this is so important. So thank you so much, David. Enjoy the rest of your week. And, of course, we'll stay connected. And I want to thank our folks for listening and tuning in and share the show with your network, which uh, I'm going to do. Let's keep the the Funk Center alive, alive and well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.